Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Hello, today I have Lynn Russell on the show. Lynn has over 65 years of studying various religions and spiritual philosophies. She researched near-death experiences for Dr. Jeffrey Long, and she has studied 2,500 cases. After doing this, Lynn became fascinated with the profound underlying spiritual knowledge brought back. The second edition of her book, The Wonder of You, what the near-death experiences tell you about yourself is about that about knowledge, that knowledge and your reality. Her interest in science has helped to add profound understandings of the link between science and spirituality. Welcome to the program, Lynn. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, it's wonderful to have you. Um, so, you know, I wanted to jump in. I've never had um, anyone who's studied so many near-death experiences. I'm so impressed with that. And by the way, how did you, how did your, how was your interest sparked that you wanted to start studying this? Well, um, I think probably because as a child, I was uh, terrified that I was going to die someday. And, uh, you know, I was just afraid of death. And my mother had told me that when I was, uh, um, when I died, that I would just disappear. And that was terrifying for me. And so I didn't want to wow. disappear. So that got me going on just religions. And I, as even as a nine-year-old, I was going to the church down the street and trying it out. Um, so, uh, so that expanded. And then I started studying different religions when I was in my mid-teens. Interesting. So I know you're in Canada. Do you have a lot of spiritualist churches there because we don't seem to have that many here in the United States. I don't know. I just know there's one in Calgary. No, there's two in Calgary, and there's one right, here. Right. So we, there's three in in this two hundred or two hundred mile range. Yeah. Did you experience that sort of church when you were younger, or it was? Just more of the traditional. When I was later teens, I joined uh, the Unitarians because yes. Unitarians don't have uh, locked-in philosophy that they they like might me. They studying, finding out what is truth. So that was perfect. Yeah. So from the very beginning, you were kind of like, I want to figure this out. That's a lot for a nine-year-old. Yeah. That's. That's really cool. So I, I'd love to talk about a couple of things today. But the first thing is about the life review. We hear, you know, over and over, I know it's one of the, the I don't know if I want to say standard things, but one of the things that a high percentage of near-death experiencers have. Um, could you talk about that a little bit? And the reason I want to talk about this, I think it's so important 
when people hear what this near-death experience or what this um, live review is about, at least for me, it really changed my life and how I walk in this life. So can you tell us a little bit about sure, that? Sure. Uh, one of the big parts is that, uh, well, we know, I mean, the life review is a life review. You're reviewing your life. But we judge ourselves. We do not get judged from outside. Um, one of the things is that they don't care what our status is in the world or how much we have, how much, how rich we are, those kind of things are irrelevant. They're just nothing. What they're more concerned about is how we treat others and how we are with one another. And that's the primary focus of the death experience. And we actually become the other person and experience exactly what they experience through us. So um, if we're kind and good, then our soul is filled with joy. We, we're just so thrilled that we were able to help somebody. And if we're rough and unkind, then we feel such remorse and so sad about, you know, how could we have done that? Um, and we can't lie. We can't change the, the reality. We can't sort of blame them or, or tell things differently. It is what it is. And um, then it's like an echo where we also feel the feelings that the person we dealt with, the people that they dealt with, and how it reverberates our treatment of that person and how it reverberates down the line until it fades out like an echo. I've talked to some who, you know, do see, listen, we all have our moments, right? That do see times and feel the other person's feelings when we've hurt someone. But I've heard, and I'd like to find out what you have found in your research, that it's just kind of like a flash because then you do feel badly, but then you're just enveloped with compassion and yeah, love. Yeah. It's not something that you sit there and and feel horrible the rest of your yes. time. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure, that is exactly. And actually, um, I think it's because of the life review that people make the major changes that they do in their life later on, because they, right. they see this life review and they go, oh, you know, wake them up. And so people change drastically. They become very caring. They're very concerned about the world and, and they, all they want to do is good things for the world. And that's, that's their main focus. And even grouches, even people who are really grouchy. I had a landlord once who had a death experience. And before he had his death experience, he was quite grouchy. And afterwards, he was a pussycat. So, wow. Yeah, he's a lovely person. Yeah. After. So the one, the one that I recommend people read is Melon Thomas Benedict. Um, Marilyn Thomas Benedict and Marilyn Thomas, um, he was, he hated people. He hated other people. He thought that human yeah. beings were cancer in the world. And uh, so when he had his death experience, and I recommend anybody reading his experience, it's just absolutely blow you away. Um, and it's online. Um, he he realized how magnificent people were. He was just, he came back so changed. He was just in love wow. with life and in love with people. <clears throat> Completely different. Wow. 
And this isn't just a week-long change. This is something Next that, that yeah. stay, stays yeah. with people. Yeah. Now, yeah. he did, uh, he has since died recently, actually, about two, three years ago. But um, mm -hmm. but he did a great deal of good in the world while he was, when he was dying, or at least while he was alive. And he also was one of the rare people who brought back memories of knowledge, which many don't. So he was able to use that knowledge to make things and to create things to for the betterment of the world. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So so can you share with us? Can you think of one or two things that he came back with that kind of, that yeah. he shared with with people? I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah. I, I, I'd have to go and read the site <laughs> again. I've forgotten. Yeah. Well, for our listeners, that will be in the show notes, his name and where you can you can find that information. Um, so let's talk about the healing aspect of the near-death experience. Um, you say that as one with the source, we are great creators and have far more ability to create our life than we realize. And this includes healing. Can you just briefly talk about that? And also you mentioned Anita. Maury Johnny, yeah. who, has, who has not been on the show yet, but I hope that she'll come on and just um, tell us a little bit about her story. Well, Anita was um, at stage four cancer and Hodgkin's lymphoma. And uh, she wow. was really, really in bad shape. And she'd had it for four years now. And she was at the last stages. She was dying. And, um, and she had refused doctor she wanted to go through the holistic route and um and at the end her holistic doctor said i'm sorry there's nothing more i can do and so her, her husband said that's it and he took her to the hospital but by the time they got her there she was she was dying you know and the doctor said there's nothing we can do is it right yeah. um so for me had a death experience and some amazing things happened while she was there, but she realized that, that she didn't need to be ill, that she was making herself ill, that she was creating this, and that this wasn't necessary. She, she, was, she could be well if she wanted to. And, and that was partly because she also recognized that she was part of the oneness, and that was a part of the, of the whole understanding and so with that understanding, she was able to, um, to heal herself, to come back and heal. And she healed herself because of her new understanding. It wasn't somebody else healing her. Right, right. Well, it's interesting. I, I find that, that some who've never really studied near-death experiences, that these are not just one in a million stories yeah, yeah, either. Yeah. I mean, these, if you want to call them miracles, um, would you call them miracles? I pray, yeah, I think doctors do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very often they use um, that word. Yeah, yeah, but many people do come back. I mean, Dr. Mary Neal, who had drowned for 30 minutes mm -hmm. and on and on. Not only do they come back, of course, they have a long road uh, some, some to you know, get through, <laughs> some do. And However, come back cured, completely cured. There was one man, his heart was in such bad shape, they didn't know if he would make it through the night to the next morning, the next operation. 
through the night, he had a death experience. And when they tested him, they were going to do the operation. His heart was fine. There was literally nothing wrong with him. It was a healthy heart. Wow. So they sent him home. Uh, you must have so many great yeah. stories. <laughs> 2,500 of them. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the changes. I know um, many have psychic, intuitive changes, kind of an opening of that, that awareness. Um, some come back with special skills <laughs> or talents. And then, of course, there is the, um, the re-entry of this life on Earth. So can you just talk about those two yeah, things? Yeah, sometimes the re-entry is difficult because this world is so drastically different than where they were. And the other nice. thing is that this feels unreal. It doesn't feel real. Um, it, it feels almost like a dream or like, a, you know, it just doesn't have the real feeling to it. And so, um, like a shadow world almost. And so th th that's a hard thing to adjust to, to, to stay here and, and readjust back in. They do if they stay long enough, then they certainly do. Um, although they never, ever, ever forget their experience. But right. they come back with no fear of death. They come back, as I said before, very, uh, you know, caring, but they all come back having felt this feeling of connectedness with everything and knowing that even though they're here in this world, that that they are connected. It's all one. And, uh, wow. and that has made a big difference. I think they, in their death experiences, uh, are changing the world. I really do. Yes. I, I, I definitely think you're right. And it's, it's just so wonderful how it's just really getting out there now. And so many people are talking about their experiences yeah. because before, you know, people would, they'd be put in psychiatric wards or whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's wonderful. And what about coming back with some of the psychic and intuitive yes. ability? Well, there's several things. Uh, for example, they could never have had any music lessons in their life, but they return not only be it playing instruments, but some of them write symphonies um, or uh, artists. They become grand artists without a lesson. Um, they just, they do things that they, academics. There was one girl at college, she was in college and she had a hard time with me. She hated me. <laughs> and she, she hated why? Math. Mathematics. Oh, math. Yeah, yes. She did it. And, uh, but she's in college and she has to do it. So she came back. She, it was a whiz. She just flew through it. Right. Yeah, so there's things like that that they come back with. But the psychic abilities can, they all, almost every single one, I, I would almost venture to say everyone, come back with some psychic ability that they didn't want before. And uh, right. some of the psychic abilities they have are too strong and they they want to get rid of them because it overwhelms them. So that it's a bit much. But um, and so like for example, they hear people's thoughts and they hate it. They start going grocery shopping because going in a grocery store with all these thoughts is just painful. So um, they ask to have it taken away or they just learn how to ignore it you know, just shove it away so that they don't hear it. But that can be difficult too. 
But what interested me then was the deeper messages, the really deep messages that were being right. brought back. And that's what my books are about. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that, about the deeper messages. Well, can, exactly. can you tell us? Sure. Yeah, it's a little bit hard because I think what I can do is describe what happens to some people. That, that way Please. it would um, Some people, although many people see a garden or they see beautiful buildings and that kind of thing, some people actually go into the light and enter the light. And then they, those are the ones that get the deeper, fuller knowledge. And first of all, they see how, uh, how um, creation happens. They watch creation happening. It's like a flood, uh, like a fountain. It's just overflowing. And it just never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. Mm. And that's, that's very beautiful. Another thing is that they feel that the light is a person. It's, a, it's, an, it's an entity. And it knows them. And it talks to them. And it knows everything about them. And, uh, and it knows them. So, and they're blown away by them. They just knows me, you know. Anyway, right. Um, but another thing that happens when they're in the light is they, if they've been here long enough, they start to realize that this is home. This is where they came from, and this is where they will return. And they realize that they, they, um, they are the light. They become the light. They. It's almost like they melt into away from the person that they were, the human person, and melt into becoming the light, like a ice cube. And um, then they realize, and they take part in creation, and they are creating. Yeah. And that's all, that's all of us. The other thing they learn is that that's where all that love comes from, that people talk about, is, that is through the light. And it's so beautiful that it just blows them away. They're excited and, and thrilled. It is the love that is used to create with. They learn that everything we know is created through love. Even us, we're love power. That's what we power. Our being is love, love power. And that's how we're created. And uh, it's up right. to us what we do with that, but that's the reality. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so insightful and wow, it's, I just, so your book has quite a few of the stories in it yeah. you share. I think yeah. that's what your book yeah. is, right? And it's out yeah. in second edition and I've made quite a lot of changes from the first edition. So um, it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble yes. and you can order it through bookstores. So yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. And if people do want to find you and reach out to you, how would they do that? Um, I have a website. <clears throat> um, it's Lynn, Lynn LynnKRussell.com. LynnKRussell.com. That's easy. And I also am on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. And I'm on, what is it called? Instagram, but I don't go there very often. <laughs> I, right, I, right. I just can't figure it out. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I didn't until I, I began a podcast and then, and then it was kind of necessary. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so, so much. And I, I'm sure you've um, heard about the new Netflix series that's out called Surviving Death. Yes, yes. And I think also those people who just, you know, find these things hard to believe, I encourage them to go there and watch some of that. And even though some of it will be pretty far reaching for a lot of people, just I encourage everyone to have an open heart and an open mind. So well, thank you so, so much you, for you, having you, me. You've helped us do that. You're welcome. Thank you. And um, I will be in okay. touch. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Lynn. Have a you great too. evening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at Interviews with Innocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.